Hi there, welcome back. So I have to tell you that I do record these podcasts at my house on the farm in Snohomish, just outside of Seattle. So I don't have a fancy studio. There isn't a soundproof room anywhere. Um, I know that some, you know, folks that do podcasts or audiobooks or something like that will go crawl into their closet, shut the door, and um, and try to record in the dark there. And I, I can't do that. Um, for one, my closets are too small. Um, so I, the reason I'm saying this right now is because uh, I don't always get a chance to have peace and quiet when I do my recordings. And as the case today, it's beautiful outside. It's October, and I'm looking out, and there's a tractor out back rolling around on the field um, here on the on the property doing its job. I can't go out and ask him to stop. And so if you hear a strange rumble in the background, you just know that this is authentic. <laughs> um, it, it's a John Deere mower mowing down some comfrey, and um, I don't think you might pick it up on there, but like I said, I you never know. Um, we got a donkey here on the property. His name is Brady, and I he can pick the best time to decide that he needs to tell everybody hello. And he's actually quite friendly, um, but he's also loud. So anyways, um, today uh, it's not to talk about farm life. Um, it's actually to talk about um, existing buildings. Um, this was another uh, question that I got. Actually, a reader had reached out to me because um, she had found a property and thought it was like a shoe-in to be able to go in and buy. Um, it was in the right location, um, good county. The county had the right regulations to be able to allow it, um, doing wedding venues, that is. And, um, and then it had uh, outbuildings that you know were little tiny apartments that are perfect for being able to do changing rooms, uh, you know, kitchen areas, spaces, to be able to put in a prep kitchen for catering, all that good stuff. And the big thing was this beautiful barn um, built in probably, I think when I looked at the tax records on it for her, somewhere around the early 1900s. So gorgeous barn. The, the current owner had actually already renovated the barn and put in... Um, two extra stories inside the barn. So to the novice on the outside, that looks like a great a great program right there. You're like, oh my gosh, the barn is already cleaned up. It's been renovated. I can totally just go right in and just you know turnkey this into a wedding venue. And in fact, the real estate agents were promoting it as you know a possible you know agritourism space for that. So the the question, though, was that obviously there's no ADA out there, and that's Americans with Disabilities Act, which was um, law that was put into place in the United States to allow equal access to public facilities for people that had limited accessibility, um, wheelchairs, um, crutches, canes, things like that. Um, we're all familiar with ADA bathrooms, um, ramps, and elevators and stuff like that. And there's this misconception that old buildings um, are grandfathered in and don't have to worry about that. And so this person who had reached out to me and said, hey, the barn's in beautiful shape. It looks amazing, but it doesn't have ADA access. But isn't it old enough that we don't need to worry about that, you know? And so talking about that today, because I know a lot of you that have reached out to me are in this position where you don't have your property, you're out hunting for, you know, the, the most amazing farm so that you can retire on or move out of the city and take your family out to and um, do what's going on right now, mow fields, um, raise chickens, goats, whatever you want to do, and then make a nice living renting out to weddings. And so you're looking for these awesome spaces. The problem that we had with um, this particular barn, and I'm going to use this as an example because this is easiest to, to learn from, is that 
it would have been better if nothing had been done to it at all. Um, when I looked up the property for this person, um, and it took me no time at all. So if any of you are out there and you're like, hey, I'm looking at this property here. If the records are online and I can dig them all up, I can you know, usually give you um, a pretty good view of what's going on. But I'm going to teach you like what I did. So she gave me the address where this place was located. I got into the county records. I looked up the address. The first thing that I was looking for is I was looking for the permitting on it. I wanted to see if that barn that had, you know, these three stories added to it and interior wise had actually been permitted for any of that. And if it had been permitted, did it have the permits for the right um, certificate of occupancy? Now, I've talked about certificate of occupancy before. I mentioned it in the book. It is a review and an identification of a building to make sure that it is in suitable condition for its intended use. Barns are intended to put hay and horses in. They are not intended to have 150 to 250 people packed in wall to wall up to the rafters. So when you are going to change from a barn, you know, hay and horses to a place where people are going to be in, then you're talking about, and this is, this is in code and this is a part of architecture, you're talking about changing its use. And that's, a, that's an actual um, term for that. And when you change the use of it, that's when you actually have to go in and go through a permitting process. So if you have a barn in this case that had two extra stories put in and a wooden structure built in the 1900s and no building department at any point in time ever reviewed it to make sure it was built correctly, the exits were there, um, that it might need to be sprinkled, you know, have a sprinkler system installed in any of those things, and you're paying money for this barn and it's not ready to go for the use that you have for it, you're going to be throwing money away. And like I told this poor woman, I said, it's actually better that that barn had never been touched. You have a better place to start with than to start with something that had all that work done in it and have none of it be approved. Um, and so ADA and grandfathering doesn't apply to what it is that you guys are looking to be able to do because you are going to go in and you're going to take an old ag structure, a barn or a shed or anything like that, and you're going to change its use. And when you go from making it a barn into an assembly space, then all the codes that apply to that, that assembly use, go into effect right away. And that means ADA does have to be included in there. So, um, there are, it doesn't matter how old it is, um, it's, in fact, the older it is, the more likely you're going to have more um, things that you're going to have to deal in. And so if you're out there looking for these, um, these great properties, don't buy into, I, I mean, unless, unless you do a permit review and they've actually gotten all the permits for it and it is approved to be used as a wedding place or an assembly space, don't get um, caught up in buying property that someone has placed value on it that actually isn't even realized. In the case of this farm, I went back to her and I said, you need to talk to the real estate agent, you know, your agent, and find out what's the value of that property really as a farm with none of those improvements in there. Because if you buy the farm and then you have to go and get the permitting from the, from the county or municipality to be able to be used, you're going to have to spend all the money. And then if any of the work wasn't done right, or correctly, you're going to have to pay for all that money to get it done and get it permitted. There's no reason to be able to buy that property from that guy and give him the value that he never put into. Does that make sense? 
Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. Um, the point is, is, you know, you don't buy on potential. You buy on what you actually have available to you. So no permits to be able to use it as a wedding facility, no matter how awesome the inside of it looks and how well done it seems to be. Is then it's not a wedding facility and you're going to have to put the money into it to make it there. And there is no such thing as grandfathering. Um, public accommodations must um, remove all barriers when it can be readily achievable. Um, and that means um, ramps, grab bars, curbs, elevators to get up to multi-level stories. The ADA can be um, can be quite um, an expensive endeavor when you want to be able to do something like this. So. Anyways, um, those are some things to know as you're going through when you're hunting for property and you're looking for ones that have existing structures. That's why I've said this before. Um, if you're getting into this business right away, um, look for good property that has good potential and build yourself up to it unless you just happen to have a ton of money ready to go and invest from day one. Um, but anyways, another good question that came from the people that are out there. So I look forward to hearing more from you guys. And if you have any other questions like this, please uh, go to the website at weddingvenuebiz.com. Use the contact form and shoot one over to me. Thank you and have a great afternoon.